Oh, yeah. And I also want to say, just to be clear, that I do not know these people. Manzino's daughter's name is Corey LeRae. And I am not saying that everything that I think is true and that I'm projecting my life onto them. I just noticed based off of the things that I heard the two of them say about one another in their Instagram lives that it would it resonated with me because I've heard my father say things like that and I've heard myself say things like that. And so I can relate to it. So I re- I'm relating this what I heard to my life, but I'm not saying that that's absolutely what's going on. I don't know what's going on with them because I don't know them, but based off of what I've seen, this is what it seems like to me, just to be clear. Hey, you guys. So I wanted to talk about Benzino and his daughter. I think her name's Corey. I don't know. I don't remember her name. She's cute. She's like a, she looks a lot like Kehlani to me. She's like high yellow, as they used to say back in the day. She's like really, um, she's cute, light-skinned girl. Um, she looks just like Kehlani. Not everybody who's light-skinned is cute, but she is, she is, she's cute. And she happens to have lighter skin and fine hair. She looks like her dad in that way, but her facial features are very different. Um... I I think she's a really, really pretty girl. And I don't really say that about a lot of people. (laughs) But to me, her, I think she's really cute. Um, I, you know, some people I think they're cute and then other people I don't. But anyways, she's a rapper. Like her dad, she's not very good. But she's okay. Like her dad, you know, her dad was, I think her dad was an awful rapper, actually. But he, you know, he was okay. And he used to own The Source. And I learned this actually from the Impressive Channel. I knew that he owned The Source. And I knew that he had beef with Eminem. I think everybody who knows about Benzino knows that he had beef with Eminem. He's one of the only people who had a real solid beef with Eminem. He lost, but he really went head to head with him. What I found out from Impressive was that the reason that they had beef, because I never knew was because Benzino gave Eminem four mics instead of five mics. Now, this was before social media. So the biggest thing was magazines. If you wanted to know more about hip-hop culture and what was going on behind the scenes, they didn't have the shade room. They had the source. That was the source for you to get um, hip-hop news. Well, Eminem was mad at the source, so he started promoting Double XL, and then him and 50 Cent teamed up against Benzino, and Ja Rule fit, ganged up, joined up with Benzino, and 50 Cent, of course, joined up with Eminem, and Dr. Dre was with Eminem, and Double XL went on to be the magazine. Even now, we still have Double XL Freshman Edition. Like, Double XL is still around. The source is not. And the source was the number one magazine in hip hop for a long time. And Benzino owned it. And Benzino was a rapper. And um, 
His beef with Eminem, I knew it was a big deal because I remember I was a kid at that time. So I remember hearing about it. And they used to do specials on MTV and BET and talk about hip-hop beefs all the time when I was a kid. And I remember learning about these beefs and hip-hop on MTV and BET specials. I didn't read magazines, but I would see them in the grocery store and I'd see the covers. And I knew that that was a big deal type magazine. And, you know, by finding out how that one beef with Eminem really made a huge difference in his career is interesting for a few reasons that I'll get into later. But one of the reasons is because Benzino has children and Corey is one of his children. And it was interesting to me because he has a daughter and he has two sons. He said he and he had uh, stepsons. And I'm actually someone who I have two brothers and I have a stepbrother. And I have a half brother, actually. So my dad has a, a son with his wife and his wife has a son. And so it reminded me of my family. Um, I don't have two stepbrothers, but I do have one half brother who was raised in a different state than me and, you know, who I love. But it just reminded me of my family so much because the things that she was complaining about, they had to do with the fact that her father is very emotionally distant. When she was complaining about her dad, she was complaining about how when he lost his money, he wasn't able to provide. So her mom went on food stamps and she wants to get them back into the mansion. Her losing everything financially, it was a big hit to her. Um, and it is a hit. It, whether you go from being rich to middle class or middle class to poor, it, it's difficult to lose money. So it really did hurt her a lot. And she was a child, so she couldn't really understand. And then she talked about how when her dad wanted to be on growing up hip hop, he needed her. They didn't want to pay her what she felt she was deserving of. So after that, he didn't call her anymore. So he was distant. He wanted to talk to her about business because that's something that he cares about. But when it came to her career and him showing her praise, she wanted, he wanted to chastise her more about smoking and not being in school. And she wanted more acceptance and more emotional support. Now, she, she didn't get into full details, but she did say that she wanted, to be, she wanted to celebrate it. And she did say that he didn't call her. So I'm putting two, two and two together that she wanted more emotional support. And I could relate to that because even me now, my father, he doesn't really call me. And when I call him, he calls me back whenever he feels like it at odd times when he knows I'm not going to answer. And then that's it. And um, he'll text me, how are you? I'll say fine. And then that's it. And for years, things like that really did hurt me. He'd also, he'd also like make promises and I keep them, financial ones, and that was hurtful. So I understood completely where Corey was coming from. But Corey went on Instagram Live and cursed out her father. Now, I'm a woman who I've had disagreements with my parents, so I'm not even going to say cursing out your parents makes you a bad person because I'm not one to judge. I've had my own issues with my family, and I I usually don't like to talk about my family because I like to respect their privacy. I don't really say mother, father, aunt. You know, I try to be vague when I do talk about them, but I want to talk about this in case someone else is going through the same thing. Maybe I can help them to gain a different perspective. Um... 
my father was very similar to Benzino in that he said after he saw her Instagram live, he was disappointed. He said, wow, now I'm the B word. Now I'm the N word. She grew up with me. She was with me for the summer. She was with me for the vacation. She was with me for this. She was with me for that. I raised my kids. I raised my stepkids. Her mom's poisoning her. You know how the guys always like to say that the mom's poisoning them. And what I said was, the mom's not poisoning her. She has her own mind. And it was the same thing with me. My dad would think my mom was poisoning me. I had my own mind. I saw what he was doing. And the thing is, is this. These men, they have their own interest. And as children, especially as girls, we don't necessarily understand that because kids are very self-centered. But they have their own interest. They, you know, my dad, he loves cars and he loves, you know, construction and sports and real manly man type stuff. And I have zero interest in any of that and he's not trying to sit back and listen to me talk about sailor moon he doesn't care (laughs) you know he has his own interests but the thing with him is if he's not interested he's not gonna sit back and listen and pretend like he cares when he doesn't he doesn't care and that doesn't mean that he doesn't care about me it just means that he doesn't care about what i care about we have different interests in, in many respects, we were also similar in some ways. And the same thing with Corey. Maybe he didn't call for months because he didn't have anything to say for months. But that doesn't mean that he didn't love you in those months that he didn't call. And maybe she is upset about certain things that he did to her mom. Because what he did was wrong, I'm sure. And a lot of these guys, black men in the black community, they will cheat, they will lie, and cheating for them is like getting a cup of coffee. They can go out and they can make coffee in their house, or they could drink an energy drink, they could drink tea, they could drink soda, they could drink a smoothie. They don't have to go out and buy that $5 cup of coffee, but every now and again they want to because it's fun. And that's like cheating. (laughs) And it feels good and they enjoy it. But then when other people are hurt by it, they're like, oh, well, this relationship is over. And then when their kids resent them because they did something that was so hurtful to their parent, they don't understand and they think the parent's poisoning them. They don't understand that they've caused a lot of damage with the poor choices that they've made that have been hurtful and that there's consequences for that. They just have no understanding of it because it's such culturally normative behavior to raise kids in a single parent, being a single dad specifically in the black community being a single black dad is so praised while being a single black mom is so frowned upon which doesn't make any sense but that's the culture so for them they feel like if they're good providers or if they just are in their kids life and they love their kids especially if their parents didn't if their dad didn't love them they think oh well I'm a great dad They don't realize that with the bad decisions that they made financially, the bad decisions that they made in their careers, if they have criminal records, if they were unfaithful, that these things affect their children. They don't understand it because they can be very self-centered, a lot kind of very similarly in the manner in which children are self-centered. And so because of that, that can lead to that emotional disconnect. 
And Benzino, when I saw his live and his response, he really did seem very hurt. And that lets you know that he does care. And she seemed hurt, and I believed that she cared. But the best way to deal with your parents if you're upset with them is not to curse them out in public or at all. Because one thing about Corey is that she loves rapping. And she's not the best rapper, but she really isn't the worst. And she really seems to love it a lot. And whether or not she learned how to rap from him or learned how to rap with him, she got rapping from him. That's a blessing that she has that she got from her father because his blood runs in her veins. And parents are not perfect. And children are not perfect. You know, I work in geriatrics and I also work with children. When I'm working with special needs kids, these kids can't do anything for their parents. They're in wheelchairs. They're so disabled. And their parents are, no, they're never going to be taken care of by these kids. And they still love their kids so much, even though they're so disabled. And when I'm working in a nursing home with elderly people, do you know these parents, or not even a nursing home, when I was doing home care, with someone who has Alzheimer's and their parent can't do anything. Their parent can't feed themselves. Their parents don't even remember them anymore. And the kids still love their parents so much. Their parent can't even change, can't even use the bathroom by themselves. And they still love their parents. You don't have to be perfect to be loved. And, of course, there's a difference between the disabled and the able body, but being a parent doesn't come with a handbook. And I mentioned the issue with Eminem and Benzino because Eminem basically squashed Benzino because he felt he was being treated unfairly. And perhaps he was, and he felt it was a racial issue. But look at the Grammys. And look at the aftermath of that. Now, Benzino raised his family in a broken home where he wasn't able to provide, and there's resentment from him and his kids. That's the breakdown of a family. But look at the Grammys. Look at how they've treated Nicki Minaj, who's the undisputed best female rapper, and the top two rappers out now. It's Drake, and then it's her. And there's been research that's been done to prove that. And if you want to talk dead or alive, she's definitely top five. If you're looking at the stats and the creativity and the talent level. Yet, this woman has never received a Grammy. We all know she deserves multiple Grammys and that she wants a Grammy. But she's never received it and she's talked about the Grammys. But is the owner of the Grammys life ruined because they didn't give Nicki Minaj an award that she clearly deserves? Has everyone just stopped watching the Grammys and decided they're going to just watch the BET Awards instead because they're more fair than Nicki Minaj? It doesn't work like that in reverse. How many black people win country music awards on on an annual basis? When that's an African-American genre that was inspired by the blues and... It's something that was started by black people, yet black people don't even get awards and aren't even hardly accepted. 
at the CMT Awards. How many successful black jazz singers are there nowadays? How many top 10 rock stars exist? I mean, the king of rock is supposed to be Elvis when that's an African-American genre of music. How many black people are winning awards for rock music on an annual basis? And yet, if a black person calls this out, or any of the people who run these award shows, or these blogs, or these magazines that are showing clear implicit biases against African Americans, going to lose their livelihood and have breakdowns within their nuclear family structures because of their implicit biases due to race, racial inequalities. No, they're not. But that did happen to Benzino because it doesn't work in reverse. A black man has to treat a white man fairly when criticizing his music, but black people who are by far usually much more talented or just as talented as Eminem, because I do think that Eminem has talent, but I do believe that Nicki Minaj has much more talent, or at least just as much if you're count if you're looking at them when they were both in their prime. At least. And she can be snubbed and talked down upon and degraded and nobody is losing out on their livelihood and having their daughters go online complaining about what bad providers they are. Because it doesn't matter that much. I mean, there are black people who've invented things that have died because they needed it and it didn't matter. The person who invented the blood bank was African-American and he died because he needed a blood transfusion and nobody cared. To give him one and nothing happened about it. It's not okay that it was such harsh criticism being given to Benzino just for his him expressing his own opinion. But it happened. And that's not to make an excuse because you deal with consequences for your actions. And Benzino doesn't have the best communication skills all the time. However, what I will say is that Benzino and the way in which he parents and the lifestyle that he lives and the different issues that he's had financially, they are impacted by cultural norms within the black community as well as systemic white supremacy and racism. Is true. And one thing that I had to learn with my parents was that with my dad, a lot of the issues that he had to deal with financially had to do with his race and with his education. And there were certain things that he could have done better, like Benzino could be better at communicating. My dad could have been better at certain things, but there were certain things that if he would have just been white, it wouldn't have been as hard. Same with Benzino. But they're black, and so it is as hard. And when you grow up and mature as a black person, you learn that. And then you're able to understand and have a bit more compassion. 
Sometimes you got to go through things so that you can gain compassion and understanding. The issue that I had with Corey's Instagram life was that it was very judgmental the way she cursed out her dad. She didn't care. She didn't feel grateful to have a loving dad or to have a dad where she was able to inherit his talents. Me, personally, I have two parents who love me so much, and I have a dad that I gained so much from. We didn't talk very much when I was a kid. I mean, we talked, but he was always critical of me. But do this, do that, you know, parenting in, in that way. I didn't get to know much about him and his personality until I was a grown woman in my mid-20s. And I found out that he really loves history, and I love history. All my favorite subjects in school were his favorite subjects, too, and I never knew that. And it was amazing to me because I knew that you can inherit your appearance because I do resemble him quite a bit. And health issues, I do have some issues that he has, and I knew that. But I didn't know that you can inherit certain elements of your personality. Because when I was in high school, I went to a high school and um, I took a, a history class. And the theme of the class was slavery in New York. And I knew so much about history, so much about slavery that my classmates didn't know, know. And my teacher was very impressed by me. And I did so well and I really loved that class so much. I was really passionate about it. But when my mom came in for the first parent-teacher conference, she met my teacher, and she's looking at this, like, poster on the wall, and she's like, what is this? And I explained it to her, and then my teacher shows her something else, and she's like, what's that? You know, because my mom, she doesn't know about slavery in New York. Most people don't, but there was slavery in New York for a, a certain time during a certain time period and my mom was just clueless she had no clue she didn't know I did all my own homework in high school and I got straight A's so she had no reason to know um but she made sure I went to school and I was clean I was well fed and but she didn't know what I was doing in school she just knew I was going to school and she went to parent teachers conference and that was where she you know found out more about the details but one of the things that my teacher said and she was so shocked she was like wow um I figured your daughter knew all of these things because she was learning it at home from her parents and I said no it's my thing it's just my thing I love this is my favorite subject it's my thing and I genuinely thought that and I was a teenager and I thought it was just my own thing that I just loved and that I'd loved ever since I was in middle school and I had a passion about it and it was my thing and I was so happy and so proud that I had my own thing you know which was I was like a history buff I was like the you know a scholar or whatever and I just loved that and then when I got much older, about a decade later, I found out, no, it wasn't my thing. I inherited that from my father. It's our thing. He loves the same subjects that I love. And he knew about all the same things that I knew. And he never taught me any of it. But he gave it to me. He passed it down to me because I have his blood running through my veins. And I'm thankful for that. You know, my parents were young when I was born and they did the best that they knew how to do. 
And they are loving parents, but they were not perfect parents. I used to have beef with my mom over certain things that she would say, you know, criticizing women in the media who looked a lot like me and I was pretty, but they weren't colorism. And recently we were watching um, Basketball Wives and my mother talked about how Evelyn was clearly colorist and racist and that she's done the same. She finally admitted that she's done the same thing that, oh, I was friends with this person. She was dark. And then I tell the next person that they're ugly and that they look like a gorilla because I don't like them. And I wanted to hurt them because they looked ugly to me. And it's not nice, but I did it. And I would still do it because I live in the hood and she's only lying because she has endorsements. Swear to God, she said that. (laughs) And it's true. And I always thought the same thing. You know, the lighter skinned women on basketball wives. Yeah, they have dark skinned kids, but they don't like dark skinned women. They don't. And I, aside from their daughters, and I experienced that in my own house. And because I have such a strong personality, it didn't make me dislike myself, but I lost so much respect for my mom at a young age because I felt so much resentment and anger towards her for how she viewed things because I felt it was so wrong. And it even led to me having issues with one of my siblings as well that I won't get into. But it really was a divisive thing, her mentality. And she's become more conscientious of it. And I've talked to her about it in the past and she denied it. But recently, I think Basketball Wives helped her to see how she is. Because she was like, oh, they need to just calm down because, oh, gee, I don't like how she looks either. But she has a great personality. And if they would just get to know her, then they could know that. And she really got to see herself in a different way. But my mom is a human being. And we're living in a colorist society. We're living in a world where there's a racial hierarchy. And my mother's mentality is really in line with the majority. I'm in the minority. So for me to have so much resentment from my mom throughout the years, instead of just accepting her for who she was, moving out a lot sooner, and just being more compassionate and understanding of the fact that she is who she is because this is who she is. Instead, I tried so hard to just change her and judge her, and it didn't help. And the same with my dad. He was emotionally distant, so I just had these issues with him for years. And then once I was able to no longer judge him, I did a lot better. And I was able to move on with my life and have a better rhythm. So, yeah. Um, I got cut off. But, yeah, so... What I learned as I've grown older is that your parents are not perfect, your children are not going to be perfect, and you're not perfect. But you get, when you have loving parents, you have people who tried their best to be their best for you. 
and for your siblings. And what you can do is take the good from them and appreciate the good and then leave the bad and move forward and be a better version of your parents. And especially for people who have less privilege, African Americans, it is harder. It's a lot easier to deal with an economic downturn within your family. There are a lot of cultural norms that are not healthy, like infidelity, broken homes, the praise of involved single fathers, the criticism of single mothers when really both should be treated equally, whether it be good or bad, um, colorism, featureism, texturism. There's a lot of issues that we have in our community. And when we have parents, we have parents that are growing up within that culture and also within the dominant society where it's so easy to fall down in the socioeconomic ladder, but it's difficult to climb up that ladder. And so what you have to learn is that it's good to take the good from your parents and to learn from the bad that your parents had to offer. Now, if your parents were abusive, they yelled at you, cursed at you, beat you up, spread rumors about you, sexually assaulted you, anything like that, I would say just leave them in the past and move forward and definitely leave the past behind. But if there are just certain things about your parents that you don't like, I would recommend that it's much better to, instead of judging your parents, to just try to understand your parents and try to have compassion because it's the same as if they had Alzheimer's in a way. They don't. They're not disabled. But what if they were? What happens when they do? What happens if they're no longer here anymore? You know, there are a lot of people who wish they had a father and a lot of people who wish they had a daughter. So it really is a blessing to have one of those things or both, if especially if you are someone who has a loving parent or a loving child. It's good to try to reach a common ground and understand each other and to respect each other rather than to curse each other out and disrespect each other. And I know it can be very difficult for children, black young adults, and black adolescents to be understanding because they're so self-centered at that age. And I also know, and I'm going to be honest, it's hard for black men at any age to show that level of compassion because they can be very self-centered. But it's important to do so because nobody's going to be around forever. You don't want to be beefing with your parents when you don't know how much longer you're going to have them around. Just because you think y'all are young, nobody's young forever. So it's good and it's a lot better to just try to empathize, understand, 
learn, grow, and move forward. And if you have to love a person from a distance, that's okay too. You can speak to them occasionally. But instead of being upset that they don't call you very much, learn and understand that they don't want to talk very much. And that that's okay because that's how they are. Accept who they are. That's them. That's your father. He can't talk to you very much. He doesn't have an interest and he doesn't know how. But for me, when my dad texts me every now and again, how are you? I say fine. It used to really get under my skin. But now I say to myself, you know what? He's still alive. And you know something else? He still cares. And it's nice to know there's someone out there who really cares about me unconditionally. Even though I can't have full in-depth emotional conversations with him. If there's an emergency, I know I can move in with him. And that's nice because I can't say that about everybody that I know. In fact, most of the people that I know, I absolutely cannot move in with them if there's an emergency. But I can move in with my father because my father loves me unconditionally. And if you have a parent who is emotionally distant but still caring and compassionate, trying to put yourself in their shoes and just understanding that your parents are not superheroes, they were just regular people when they had you. And they were people who dealt with issues when they had you. And they tried to figure them out as best they could while raising you. You know, I watched the movie The Photograph. And that was such a great movie for me to watch. And it really helped me to understand my mom more. Because I got to see three generations of black women. And the mother, you would think, wow, she's such a horrible person. She lied to her daughter about who her father was. What a terrible person. But when you got to see her story, how she was so ambitious. She wanted to be a photographer. She wanted to give her kids a good life. Or her kid a good life. And she wanted love but she left and when she came back he was already with someone else he was married and she didn't want to break that woman's heart she didn't want to break up his family so she moved on and she took care of her child and she took care of herself and she remarried so her child had that father figure and maybe she made the wrong decision maybe she should have just told him and married him but would she have even been successful in her own career what would she have even done with her life if she was just doing photography in the 80s and 90s in louisiana versus moving to new york she had a hard life it was a lot of issues that she had to face she made the best decision that she could and her best decision wasn't that great for her kid necessarily in a lot of different ways but it was the best decision that she could be, that she could make. She wasn't a perfect parent. She was the best parent that she could have been, all things considered. And for many people who have loving parents, that's the case. They're not perfect parents. But they're the best version of a parent that they can be for their children who they love. And if you can take the good things that they did 
and the good things that you inherited from them, like your God-given gifts, your beauty, your talent. And if you can leave the emotional detachment or any other systemic issues that they have, you can be an even better version of them and an even better parent for your children. But even you will not be perfect. And that's okay because we're only human. So for me, in realizing that about my parents, it really did help me to have a healthy relationship with the both of them. And when I stopped talking to my mom the last time I stopped talking to her, I thought I'd never talk to her again. But now me and mother are very close. And me and my father have a very healthy relationship. It's distant, but it's healthy and it's loving. And we know that when times get hard, we can depend on each other. And that does feel good. Because I can't say that about everyone that I know. But I've learned to accept the both of my parents for who they are. And I think one day... This young lady can grow to accept the both of her parents for who they are because they both love her in their own way. Or at least that's what I hope. So those were my opinions. My heart goes out to the both of them. I definitely found this story to be very relatable to me. And I hope eventually... They can all get to a point where they can all respect each other, respect each other's boundaries, have a better understanding of one another, show each other compassion, and just have a really healthy, loving relationship as family members who in the long run need and care about each other. So those are my thoughts. Later.